0: All right, I'm laughing because I look up at my TVs and the first two things I see are uh, the Dodgers' ninth inning implosion where you had, it felt like Little League, you had a bases loaded walk, you had a hit by pitch, and you're like, it's okay, it's okay. And then on the other TV, I, I have Stephen A. Smith front and center who has decided the real money is in political talk, gents. He's, I clicked on why he's trending on my, I figured it had to do something with live. Oh, no, no, no. I guess, I guess Stephen A. Smith decided to get political on y'all. Ooh, this ought to be a fun day for him on twitter.com. Hey, what's going on, Josh? How are you on this championship Wednesday?
1: Let's go. Let's get this thing rolling. I'm doing tremendous. And how are you, my friend?
0: I'm good. It's, yeah, it's a long day of waiting is what it is. And. I guess to a certain degree, I'm kind of lucky that the only real responsibility after the show today is, is the game. So I get to, well, I mean, outside of whatever fatherly duties are involved, I'm sure there's a pick up a kid from here or drop off a kid there at camp or something, but I'm excited, man. It's we were breaking it down a little bit with T. Row. Alex Powers is coming on with this at 11 a.m. She was one of the stars of the 2016 Women's College World Series run for Florida State. I've worked with Alex a lot, and she was—I mean, obviously, she's a Florida State alum. But whenever, whenever Alex and I talked at the at the—I almost said XFL WPF draft. She said, I I think we're gonna see each other in the championship series. And then you know, when the brackets came out, sir, so, sure enough, there's Oklahoma and uh Florida State on opposite sides of the of the bracket, and here we go. Do you get the sense? Because I always thought I always thought, Josh, that the inevitable was one of one of three. The inevitable championship series. We're gonna spend a first thirty minutes on softball today. Then we'll get into the love uh, live PGA thing. Uh, then at ten a.m. I got a lot of football stuff. Wait, I spent some time last night catching back up on all the uh, all the fun and all the information from the SEC meetings in in Destin. Did two shows on it this weekend, so I got a lot of uh, audio to share. Uh, Josh got a lot to get to on you know the recruiting side of things, so we're, we're going to spend the better part of the 10 o'clock hour, or at least the first part of the 10 o'clock hour, talking some football news. The top five stories today, Alex Powers coming up at 11, and the new OU volleyball coach is going to join us at 11.30 a.m. Because, I mean, full disclosure here, we're writing an article on him for Boyd Street, and I want to talk to him. <laughs> so I thought, what better way to do it than here? All right, so that's, that's the show. If you want to get involved, 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. Uh, if you want to call, we'll open it up as the show goes on. That's the uh, Riverwind Casino jackpot line, 405 3299 405 329 2 other quick things. Hour one brought to you by Van Hoos Fence. And as always, our softball coverage is presented by Orthostat. Ouch, Orthostat. .com. We get everything in there and the uh, so we can dive into this comprehensive. Kind of felt like either UCLA, Tennessee, Florida State, and can I can I throw Oklahoma State in there? Throughout the entire season were viewed as the number one contenders to the crown, right? When you would think of all right, who is the who is the team that is best equipped to potentially beat Oklahoma? Everyone kind of look, how UCLA is maybe the most talented team besides Oklahoma with all of the, the star recruits and all of the elite athletes they have. May, maybe Tennessee might be a 1B to that with all of the stud athletes they have Malloy Kutsoinopoulos, Reed you know they had some they had some ballers pooney what she's become so it kind of seemed inevitable you know one of those handful of teams would be the top contender for the crown and the best chance to play Oklahoma But I felt like, Josh, as this season progressed, and this is, I'm sure Alex will agree with this, I felt like as this season progressed, and for the diehard softball fans, I'd love to hear from you on this uh, today, but it kind of started to develop that, listen, all these teams have a chance to make it, but Florida State might be the only team that has a chance to beat them. Now, I want to step back and say this. I've done, I did Florida State's Opener, I did Florida State's game on Sunday night. I've called two Florida State games in this women's College World Series. and the opener was an 8-0 win over Oklahoma State. The Saturday the Sunday game was against the Washington wait right? Saturday was Washington. Who was their Monday game against? Oh yeah, Tennessee. I know that, I know I'm gonna say this and Oklahoma could lose tonight. But I, I wasn't really all that floored with them. It's it's one of those teams to where Sandercock is good, but it's not like we're watching Nigeria Kennedy or, or, or Vauder. But yet, when I say that, she just goes out there and gets things done. She just goes out there and makes plays, makes the good pitches, great deception. So I don't, I. I I don't see it, I guess is my point. Everyone that's like, oh gosh. So when Alex joins us, I'll say, Hey, sell me on this. Because I see holes in that lineup. I see players that maybe were major contributors in the in the past, in the Kylie Mudges the Josie Muffleys that, you know, really aren't necessarily wowing in this postseason. I see well, I mentioned Katie Dak is isn't even consistently in the lineup. She was coming off the bench and the player, you know, and all credit that comes off the bench, ends up having the game of her life. What are you looking up? What what are, you're diving through all these old box scores. What are you digging for right now?
1: It's very distracting for you, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it
0: is because it's it's while I'm talking about this, Josh is staring at a screen that's just scrolling up and down and it's going through old OU Florida State box scores.
1: From two years ago, the championship
0: Okay, series. okay, okay. fair enough then. Um, but my point is on Florida State, yeah, I've, yeah, I've got all their final stats here, or at least leading into the game tonight. It's just there's not numbers on here that you would look at and say, yeah, I, I think that they've, I think they've got the firepower to keep up with Oklahoma. They have, for the season, for the season, they only had five players that hit 300 or better. Five. They you know, they used small ball a lot and with Mudge in a leadoff spot and usually Muffly hitting nine, they kind of use that to turn over the lineup a bit like say we do. Um only Mudge five home runs this year, Jada Coleman fifteen <laughs> and you look at you know, you look at Muffly, she's she's not She's hitting 262 on the season, so I, you know, and Florida State has this big note in their in their game notes. It's like a balanced pitching staff, seven different pitchers used this year, but as we get to the postseason of the, you know, fifty nine innings that they've they've pitched so far in the postseason. 36 of them have been thrown by Sandercock, and only one pitcher has thrown in double-digit innings. Kind of similar to what Oklahoma has seen. Though I feel like we've seen a little bit more of the full staff from Oklahoma, even if it was just getting a few pitches in here or there against Tennessee, than we have from Florida State. Florida State's become three pitchers in this postseason, and it's mostly been Cat Sandercock. So, and I feel like Oklahoma has as I brought up yesterday, hit her pretty well. But I just don't... I I guess it's the feeling that they could have success stealing bases on Oklahoma, getting runners on, moving them over. It's a pretty good defensive team, too. They don't make a lot of mistakes in the field. Again, I just... This has never been a team throughout the season that when people said, Florida State, man, look out for Florida State, even when they came here, and Oklahoma had to rally to beat them. I just... They didn't really they didn't really blow me away like I expected what someone would think as a contender to Oklahoma would do. Now, here's the other caveat dude. I'm very, very jaded because what have I watched, Josh? I have watched maybe the greatest team in college softball play every single game, and I've had a front row seat for it, and I know everything that's gone into it. I know how the sausage is made. So to me. Everything's going to look inferior probably. But I guess my point is, I think I think for Florida State to beat Oklahoma, I think it's going to take Oklahoma beating Oklahoma. And I just don't know if that's something this team will have happened to it twice. It's just everyone wants to see it now, right? It looks, everyone wants to see it. But I don't know about you, Josh. I'm just – I'm not overly floored – by this Florida State team, they're going to need someone who hasn't stepped up to step up and do something in this game tonight. In this game tomorrow night, like they need a, they need a Kylie Mudge to get hot. They need a. I keep bringing up Mudge and Muffley because that's nine and one in their lineup, and I just think it's such a a big part of what they do. You know, we had talked, <laughs> we had talked yesterday, and I I was bringing up uh, Flaherty and kind of, you know, how she had struggled during the year, but in the postseason. She's one of two hitters that are over four hundred. The other one is Harding, their third baseman, Kaylee Harding. But I mean, I watched Harding kick the ball all over the place on third at third base the other night. And in in three, well, I guess it's not even now. Kaylee Harding was two for five heading into the uh, Sunday night game. Harding, their three-hole hitter, is now just two for eight in the women's college world series. So I'm not trying to be like cocky, arrogant. I'm just saying for me personally, I get the greatness of Kat Sandercock. Uh, I think Oklahoma seen her. I think they can have some success against her, but to me, this is going to be about Oklahoma tonight as it has been all season long. Not a knock on Florida state. It's a really good team. I just really feel like it's going to take something biblical, if you will, to beat Oklahoma.
1: It would take something very special, whether that's Sandercock, a pair of back to back performances that you know is as good or even a little bit better than a Nigel Kennedy. I don't know that it doesn't feel like she's that type of dominant, right? That that just the velocity and everything that Kennedy can bring to the table, the rise like that just that rise ball alone and the velocity of Kennedy was a lot to handle and it at times <laughs> had Oklahoma baffled. But it's gonna it's gonna have to be that Sandercok, how she goes about her business. Plank, she's gonna probably it's gonna take two of those performances. Yeah, and keep
0: in mind, yeah, everyone's like, oh, she's throwing a perfect game, she's throwing a perfect game. I mean, she threw a perfect game against a team that was a three seed in their regional in South Carolina, and it's impressive. There's. I'm not taking anything away from it. But it, it wasn't a South Carolina softball team that had been known for for raking. It was a South Carolina softball team that had been known for their standout pitcher. And you look at team. Well, I was trying to just look up a team statistic here. Let's just look at batting average. All right, just batting average in general. Oklahoma leads the league, the world, the country with a three sixty-eight. Team batting average, even I think this this I'm just that number has changed. Look at my numbers, but through sixty games, Oklahoma three sixty eight batting average. So whenever you're talking about wow, well, you know Cat Sandercock through that no hitter, through that perfect game, I mean let's not forget she did it against a team. Oh, I can't even find South Carolina's right now. Uh, in in a South Carolina team that. Oh gosh, I don't even know if they had a team batting average over two fifty. So I again, no disrespect, no mocking, none of that. But this is a completely different animal than anything that Oh yeah. South Carolina is a team batting average. hundred and eighty fifth in the country is a team they're hitting they were hitting two fifty five this season. Rhode Island and Fairfield had better batting averages than they did.
1: Well, and that says it all right there. It's, of course, very, very impressive to throw a perfect game against anybody, but let's just call it what it is. I mean, that's not Jada Coleman, T.R.A., Jennings, Haley Lee, uh, Alyssa Brito, Sanders, Hanson, Lyons, Torres, and Boone. It's it's not. This is
0: This is my personal opinion on a team that now I've called three games for this year, two in the World Series that didn't involve Oklahoma, Uh, obviously their athletic director is one of my guys love Michael offer to death, but it's going to take Oklahoma is going to have to do something wrong. I think in order to lose one, two of these games and then Florida state, meanwhile, it's got to play out of their mind.
1: Yes. But when Oklahoma does something wrong, it's one thing for OU to kick it around and make an uncharacteristic error. It's another thing for Florida State then to come up and hit a two-run home run or you know, drive a, a big base knock into uh, the scoring alley and sure. a couple of runners come home. they got to take advantage of mistakes. If Oklahoma makes them, Florida State cannot let those opportunities go by the wayside.
0: Here's two really good texts to start the show. I just happened to pop up in the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. I'm sorry, I want to apologize to softball Steve because it was up when I came in. And the first thing I saw from softball Steve was Kay Laddenfield is the best player on Florida State. She's had a homer in every single game since the regional. I was like, no, no, she hasn't. She's had two or three home runs the whole postseason, which isn't bad. But don't you don't need to build her up. Just because she's got cool makeup tutorials and hits the ball hard and far, I don't think she's their best hitter. I think I think Kaylee Mudge is their best hitter. And if she gets hot, that's a problem because that's the top of their lineup. But, anyway, sorry, softball Steve. Here is here is what the 405 said. To me, this is like going from Randy Johnson to Greg Maddox. Yes. But a Greg – and that's even a better comparison. I know people get mad when you compare softball to baseball. But for a lot of people that are starting to matriculate into this sport, instead of being – the players, I think, have every right to be mad about it. From a fan perspective, you know, I understand. It makes sense to people. We're trying to give them something that they can relate to. My producer, Larry Costigan at Westwood One, always was in my ear. Hey, make sure you give that that 72 miles an hour that uh, Kennedy is throwing is is 103, you know, for a big – make sure they know because you just never know, right? If, if, who? Maybe it's a Diamond Sports fan that's never – watched softball before so you want to make sure they know how hard this truly is right puts so,
1: it in perspective for them so
0: some people say "Great like, Johnson Greg Maddox why can't you say Cat Osterman versus? just I I think it's a good comparison because you're going from absolute gas to someone who can throw hard but is crafty I think a lot of Paige Parker when I think of Kat Sandercock not as good as Paige, but I think a lot of, uh, of Paige Parker. And then this was really, really good from Ed in Houston. I totally agree, Plank. Is there a Florida State player that would start over any OU player? On paper, it's a mismatch, but that's why we play the game. Ding, ding, ding. That's my point, right? Ed, I should have just read your text right off the top. If you want me to take all these printed out stats and read them to you, you're going to be, oh. Oklahoma might run rule these two games. But there is just something about this Florida State team. And like I said, I haven't really seen it, but Tennessee. Tennessee is a great example. It's like a 1-1, one, 2-1 one, one, one game. Then all of a sudden you look up in the fifth and you're like, whoa, it's a 5-1 game right now. How, that, how in the world did that happen? So I'm excited about tonight. I really truly am.
1: How could you not be?
0: We did a scene setter, did I tell you that? Did we talk about that with Toby?
1: Yeah, but uh if there's any other details you'd like to add to it.
0: Yeah, I um I think it's really, really good. I think it's it's really, really good.
1: Now will that directly open the broadcast or right before first pitch? What is the plan? Yeah, no.
0: I don't know, that's a good question. I haven't really I haven't done my rundown yet. They do. They change their pregame before every single game. That's the problem. If it was on ABC, then it's a a ten minute longer po- a pregame. Then suddenly, where I can I tell you, my biggest beef is such an old man thing with the pregame is they wait and have the manage or the coaches exchange lineup cards after all the starting lineups have been announced and after the anthem, and you're like, well, that,
1: Everybody already knows. Everybody already knows. I mean,
0: why, why are we doing this little show, dog show and pony here? What are we doing?
1: Yeah, that's uh, that doesn't make much sense. I don't know. Uh,
0: but anyway, I, I would assume right out of our last break before first pitch, Josh. That's what I would assume. Okay, cool. And you'll hear the and and maybe maybe we'll play it at the end of the show today. How's that sound? Isn't that what Toby does with his scene setters for football? Doesn't he throw it in as the last thing on his show every single Friday? That's right. It'll be the last thing we play today.
1: Ooh, and as soon as,
0: as soon as 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 soon I say that, I'm sure I'll get a cease and desist from someone over uh, at OU. But I'm like, bro, we wrote this thing. Give us a little grace. <laughs> and not OU, excuse me, our partners. And I get it. I understand. I'm not trying to make anyone mad. It's just it's cool. I, I thought it was really well done. We Toby and I got together. I wouldn't say it was a collab because basically I gave a few ideas to Toby and his creative writing took over. It's really good, though. I think you're going to love it. All right, we'll take your calls on it. A lot of really good text rolling in 405 651 That's the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line 405 651 3439. And uh, when we come back, we'll hear from Patty Gasso as Oklahoma took to defending itself to the media next. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show right here on the Rap. With Josh Helmer, I'm Chris Plank. As we roll towards first pitch tonight, we'll have you I, on the ref locally in Norman, correct? Is that correct, TJ? I think they have like some big sign in here. The National That'd Championship be nice. Series. Oklahoma versus Florida State tonight. I'm pretty sure. We got the game. Okay. 99, uh, 99.3 FM and 1400 AM. We'll have pregame coverage starting tonight at six forty five PM. Six forty five PM. I'm thinking about I'm thinking about getting on a very, very early trek towards the ballpark, like one PM. I was gonna try to get my lettuce cut before I got there too. But I don't know. Kinda of feel like I'm I think you got time. I think we got time. I also think my family's gonna think I'm crazy if I leave for a game five hours early. It's a Bruce Howard mindset. What if I get a flat tire? What what if something happens to the car? Y'all better be ready to pick me up along the way. If you see a guy walking with a case of equipment down I thirty five. It
1: is the national championship series, so mm-hmm. I you know I don't think you're crazy for wanting to leave earlier than you know much earlier than normal.
0: Yeah, I agree. Absolutely agree.
1: I would hope you would agree.
0: (laughs) Yes, I am. I want to leave now. Do you want to get? You want to get Greg in here real quick before we get to these texts? What's going on, Greg? How are you, man? Oh, Greg with Compete Barbecue. What's up, man? How are you? Hey,
2: blank. How are you, buddy?
0: Outstanding. Outstanding today.
2: Hey, two two things real quick. Listening to you earlier and 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 watching. You know, you know, we're, we're friends, and and I'm a big OU fan. I'm a big softball follower, obviously. So, you know. One of the things is is about this this matchup, uh, you, the text line earlier said, you know, is there anyone from Florida State that would start for OU, and you could do all these stats, but this is why we play the game. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, and that's 100% true because let's remember a 10-seeded Oklahoma team beating a one-seeded Florida team a couple years back. Um, and, and that year, Oklahoma, as a 10-seed, had that it factor. You just knew that team was different and it was special. It might not have had the exact same talent, as the other teams in the field, but when you watch them play. And Florida State has a lot of that same it factor with them so far. Now, I'm not saying that means Oklahoma's going to lose. I'm just saying that this should be a really great series one way or the other, and it's great for women's sports, and it's great for softball in general.
0: What? Why do you think, in your opinion, Greg, just I'm I'm curious on this because I haven't really got an answer. I I've had people that hit me up on – you know, Twitter, and I was mentioning one of our guys who covers the team in Washington, my buddy Ed, he's like, gosh, I'm just tired of the slam of the bat. I'm like, why does it bother you so much just on that? Because we're going to get to that here in a second. I want you guys to hear all of what Brito and Jada Coleman had to say. Why do you think it's such a problem for some people?
2: It's such a problem for some people for the same reason. It's a problem uh, that, you know, people don't like the Yankees or didn't like the Patriots. When when you're When you continue to win – then someone's going to look for something to be upset about. Um, I mean, you know what? I I don't care what team's doing it. Play with passion, play with love, grow the sport, and that's what it's doing. And with all the negative out there right now about the slamming of the bat and stomping your feet and being excited, that's actually a good thing for the sport. I agree. It's on fire right now. People are talking about women's college softball and it's creating a lot of dialogue back and forth on social media um, and just media in general, and I think it's amazing. And I don't want any of those girls to change anything they're doing. It's not offensive to me, as not only as an OU fan, but just a softball fan in general.
3: Mm.
0: Greg, you cooking anywhere this weekend?
2: I am. I'm headed to Derby, Kansas. I will be... I'm you. headed back to Derby for the second time this year, and I will be calling you back on Friday morning to continue <laughs> our tradition. And we will talk some more softball. And I'm not—we're not breaking that streak, Plank.
0: We're not breaking that streak. Thanks, buddy.
2: Hey, thanks. Have a good call. Uh, appreciate what you do, and I think you're a bigger part of OU softball than a lot of people realize or appreciate. But I definitely appreciate you, man. Have thanks, a good one. brother.
0: Appreciate you. Um, that is Greg Scallion. Compete team barbecue, but I, I just because I wanted to, just because I wanted to bring this up real quick. Someone had texted about the stolen bases, and I brought this up. Florida State is a very effective team at stealing bases in the postseason. This now, when I say postseason, I mean from the start of the NCAA regional. I'm not going right. back to ACC tournament. Fourteen of sixteen on stolen base opportunities. Yeah. On the season, 129 of 147. The total number of stolen bases that Oklahoma has allowed this year is eight. Only five of those eight have been against Kinsey Hansen. So, I don't know, and and part of the reason why part of the reason why Josh is cuz teams just don't try. You know, they just don't try to run. I think Florida State is going to try to run on Oklahoma, and they're going to try to test Hanson.
1: That's that's 14 stolen bags in how many games? Obviously three in the Women's College World Series. Uh,
0: they've played eight. Uh, uh, eight. Now I didn't – I think they stole a couple of bags the other night. I got my score sheet here for Florida State. Let me see. Uh, they stole one, two – so they, they stole two the other night against Tennessee, so that would put them up to 16 for 18. In nine games, for stolen bases, so they they're a team that they're a team that they absolutely love to get after on the base paths. Yeah,
1: basically, let's just round up and say swipe in a couple of bags a game.
0: Yep. All right, quick break. Uh, it is nine thirty six when we come back. Oklahoma did respond to the haters, and it was really good. From what Alyssa Brito said to what Jada Coleman said, and it all started with a question from our guy Ryan Aberts, the Plank Show, right here on the Ref.
4: In a little
1: Cathay, just the other side of the border. was sitting there giving me looks. Let me know. Ryan Abert from The Oklahoma and For uh, each of the players, you heard Patty earlier talk about uh, sort of being unapologetic in uh, celebrating wins and in uh, the enthusiasm that y'all played with. We, you know, we've seen that here the last few years. Uh, how do you react to maybe some of the the criticisms uh, that that go along with that, and do you feel like there is a double standard?
3: Um, I think we've seen so much um, on social out. media, but I think the great thing is we can put our phone down and not even look at it. Um, but I think understanding that no one's ever going to be happy no matter what, you know, you can't satisfy anyone, and that's not why we play this game, and that's not why we're here doing what we're doing, is to satisfy anyone. Um, so I'm just, I think for me, I'm going to stay being who I am and stay true to who I am. And if that's that passion that I have offends anyone, it's just kind of like, okay, you know, it's, it's, I'm not going to allow anyone to kind of change my game. And, um, and I think that's a huge thing that we stress here, is there's a reason why um, we have an excellence and, and a standard here, and that's because we have never changed for anyone exactly who we are. Um, So I think just carrying that mentality throughout this champ series and the rest of the way is a huge thing, but um, just not really feeding into what the negative talk is and focusing on the good things and that's exactly in our circle um, and on this team.
4: Yeah, um, I kind of want to talk about the uh, double standard thing. I really don't get it. I feel like we are continuously softball in itself are just breaking barriers. Uh, I, like, I've seen it with my own eyes. And it's, I feel like it's just very disappointing to just see people just trying to tear us down in that type of way. Not, maybe not tearing us down, but just kind of making it into a negative light when you're seeing the MLB players do the exact same thing, or the um, NBA or NFL, throwing their helmets and having emotion. Like, why, why can't we have emotion? We are we are at the same stake as them. We are athletes just like them. Why can we not wear our emotions on their sleeves? Like, but um, I just think that's kind of disappointing. And like she said, like I try to stay off social media. That would fire me up, and um, it make me just want to do it even more. To be honest, <laughs> but. Um, No, I just – I really – it disappoints me on the double standard and just seeing how male athletes slide with things and how female athletes don't. And um, hopefully that stuff will change very soon.
0: Broken Arrow Fat Boy disagrees with you, Jada Coleman. He writes, the bat-slamming thing people don't like because, well, it's ridiculous. All right. Second, of all the claiming that guys do it too – and it's a double standard, is BS. If a batter slammed a bat down in a baseball game, they would get immediately ejected by the umpire. I, Broken Arrow Fable, I don't know if you've watched college baseball recently. <laughs> because... Or the MLB playoffs. Uh, or, or anything in Major League Baseball. And, and you
1: know what? When uh, Joey bats, I, I guess it's been a while ago now, but when he hit that playoff home run for Toronto and flipped that bat or chucked it or whatever he did, it was awesome. It was awesome. I,
0: again, if they were taunting the other dugout, if they slammed the bat down, that's always been my thing. If, if someone pimps a home run or slams a bat down or, you know, does, and then turns to the opposing team's dugout and drops like a DX crotch chop or something of that nature, then I'm like, ugh, maybe that's not the best.
1: But, I would encourage, and, and I know that this is tough, and for some there is the double standard. that That is true. But in some ways there's not a double standard too, Plank. Right. And this is, to Broken Arrow Fatboy's point, maybe, maybe not to his point, but it comes with the territory. Right. right. And that is a beautiful thing. And that is a good thing for softball, that it's generating these responses in people. It means that people are watching. They're taking notice. And so – Jada Coleman's allowed to feel how she feels, and it makes sense how she feels or how Alyssa Brito would feel. I would just say celebrate it a little bit, too. D- don't get totally bent out of shape about it. And like they said, they're able to put their phones down. It's it's worth celebrating to a degree as well that you're getting people that sure. frustrated because it means people are watching.
0: Yeah. And they, like Camo Sooner writes, so he goes, usually baseball players that slam down the bat, Get plunked in their next at bat. Unwritten rule of baseball. All right, yeah, I agree. But okay, then throw it at him. Throw the ball at (laughs) him. Hit him the next time up. Give Jada Coleman a free base. Then if you're mad about Alyssa Brito, slamming her bat down, hit her then. If you think that's fair retribution. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Um (laughs) it's it's funny. It's funny because we all kind of laughed whenever Brito did it against the Clemson. We're like, okay. And then suddenly you do it on the national stage and everyone's like, oh my gosh, what's going on here? No, no, no. Guys, everyone celebrates and they just do it in a different way. They just do it. Here's what recruiting Doomer, this is Mr. Positivity here. Sorry, but baseball players do not do that. Sorry, but you guys are wearing crimson-colored glasses. In NLB, the other teams won't tolerate it. Bottom line, you are a great team. Act like you've been there before. Have some classes, winners. That's all. Okay, let me pause right there. Watch the College World Series. This is the championship series of the Women's College World Series. This isn't uh, – that was the final four. Go back and watch how Ole Miss players reacted. And go back and watch how our guys reacted when something good happened. Again – there is a major problem with dudes when it comes to women athletes celebrating anything. You have this standard of what y'all think is the only way it should be done. Go back to Angel Reese and Caitlin Clark. Oh, how, I you would never see a mint. And then literally there's 18 videos of it happening with Caitlin Clark and it happening in the men's game. Oh, I've never seen anyone do that. Okay, well, go watch their championship series. It absolutely positively happens. Now, is it a little bit much on a on a walk? Maybe. But that's unapologetically, enthusiastically who they are and who they've always been. A lot of you guys are kind of busting yourself out, too, that you haven't really watched this team that much this year. That's the other thing. Um, I, I, I like this, too. I like this, too, from the 918. He writes, I don't think it's a double standard. Just people going to hate on these girls that do not get beat.
1: That see, and that's, They hate
0: on winners. I think that's what it is.
1: And that's sort of the point I was trying to make, and they made it better than right. I did, is it means people are watching. It means that they're frustrated by your winning and just wear it as a badge of honor to some degree. I mean, right. in a way, I, I get the double standard portion of it. I do. But in a way, it's it's almost, hey, welcome to the show.
0: Right, exactly. Did you hear what Patty Gasso said about it?
1: I'd love to hear what Patty said. We
0: we put it on our Twitter feed. You can find it at KREF Sports. That is the best way to follow all things on Twitter.com, here on the Ref Sports Radio Network. And uh, Tyler threw this out whenever Patty Gasso was asked about it yesterday. And here is what... Coach Gasso had to say.
4: The thing I've told these guys is always be, you must be unapologetic about the energy and the celebrations that you have because women have worked so hard to get here yet still get judged for those things. And that's the way we play, and that's what people enjoy. Or you don't. You either like it or you don't. But we're not going to apologize <laughs> for these players knowing the game and celebrating it the right way. That's, I guess, and I guess that's at the core of it.
0: I don't care if you don't like it. That's fine. And you can you can text, I've never seen this in the men's game. Okay. Well, they're not sorry. I have. I mean, I've I've watched Tennessee baseball. Are you kidding okay? me? Have you
1: watched a National Football League game? <laughs> Anytime somebody gets a first down, there's a celebration. I've watched Tennessee baseball. I've watched these
0: teams that pimp everything that they do. So, if you want to act like baseball is some sort of pure non-celebration-related sport, I would... Vehemently disagree with you. You want to act like, I, I mean, defensive backs celebrate incompletions that they had nothing to do with. Yes, <laughs> right. And and again, if you don't like it. I'm not gonna change your mind. I'm not gonna fight here to change your mind. I'm just gonna say that's who they are. I don't, I don't, I don't get. It. I'll never understand how how come why come whatever come it bothers you so much. Enjoy it. Embrace it. Oh, I cringed whenever I saw it. Great. Guess what? They won the game. They don't care if you cringed. I bet you'll be first in line to celebrate a championship when they win it. I don't think there's going to be anybody outside of Danny Cannell who might complain that everyone is over celebrating too much. That is the that is the foundation of this sport, man. Two-year anniversary for Danny. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? People still don't forget. All right, quick break. We're back to wrap hour one. We got football news coming up as well at the top of the hour next, right here on the Ref. <laughs> All right, welcome back into the Plank Show. By the way, Parker, I went ahead and blocked recruiting Doomer too. Oh, yeah. I, I'm just I, He's a troll, so I'm just, like, done with it. I watched every pitch of the World Series and nobody... Bro, no, you didn't. College baseball celebrations are awesome. And if you want to act like they don't celebrate in college baseball or guys
1: don't pimp home runs, then you're not watching college baseball. <laughs> or that... <laughs> A game ending strikeout uh, didn't wind yeah. up. The horns down. We just got that I, sent to it. Nobody
0: had a problem whenever. Uh, who, who was the. Buy uh, my blanket on our closer from last year. Uh, whenever he gets done striking out, Texas. Trevin? Trevin Michael. Thank you. Uh, he, he he goes across his chest and flashes the horn down to the dugout. That's okay. Well, that's at the
1: end of the game playing. Right,
0: right. That's okay. But they celebrate and you're like, oh. <laughs> um, well, it, here it is. I think uh, – this is from the 918, and this is uh, Marty and Broken Arrow. Just real quick to wrap our one. I thought this was pretty good. Um, I think people criticize You Know You for celebrating a walk. Absolutely have not seen this team before. I, a lot of people were were busting themselves out on a couple of things, right, that they hadn't watched OU baseball last year whenever the team's, you know, racing and chasing extra bases. People hadn't watched Clemson football when they stormed the field after their opening week win last year whenever it's like, um, you do know – You do know that there is something that they do called what meeting at the at fifty after game. I mean, it's just it's fine to say I don't like it, but just don't act like you're the only person or that everyone else isn't doing it. Anyway, back to the point from the Marty. They need to understand that this amazing to this amazing team a walk means there's a good chance of scoring. When Stanford walked Jada, she was excited because she knew how successful they were with two out. It's confidence, not conceit. That's my point that's that's my that's my other point in all of this if if they were doing it and pointing at the dugout and throwing something at the catcher or pointing at the circle that's a completely different story. this joy is for them. did you see how well Kennedy was pitching? a walk was like a pit like a hit for this team with the way things are going against Nigeria Kennedy
1: and it's a momentum thing it's yeah to fire up the dugout. A lot of
0: you people like to get very political on it, too. That's a that's a world that, I mean, I just don't. Anytime that someone throws a woke in the middle of a text, I'm like, oh, gosh, here we go. But it's been good response. We'll, we'll hit more of it. I got football talk coming up next. when we, um, When we come back, we got to get caught up on two really interesting things that came out of the SEC meetings this past week. Uh, It's Wednesday. Tonight is game one of the Women's College World Series Championship Series against Florida State. We'll talk to Alex Powers coming up here in just a bit. It's Josh Helmer. I'm Chris Plank. It's the Plank Show right here on the Ref Sports Radio Network. This is the home of Sooner fans.